Hey everyone, I'm AudioNerd64. And I'm Big Nkrumah. And we are your gamer friends. That's rude as fuck. What? I'll let it slide. What are you talking this, this is a part for the course. You never let me f- say it. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you know, you just you want to be rude. That's that's on you. Mm-hmm. Just okay. let the listeners know you're rude as fuck. Logging on, Gears 5, Borderlands 3, NBA 2K, 20. A lot of numbers. I feel like I'm Jay-Z. Because the joke is that he he, uh-huh. he, he raps with numbers. Yep. Uh, Greedfall launched. Sims 4, more numbers. <laughs> Iceborne. Disney's been making some games. Yakuza 7, more numbers. Assassin's Creed, Discovery Tour. I don't even know what that is. Miss Monopoly. Oh, Miss Capitalism. Nicholas. Indie publishers in some hot water. <laughs> and PewDiePie. Actually, you know, we haven't talked enough shit about him on this podcast. It's always about Ninja. So I'm excited to, to get into that one. Yeah, Ninja might be a racist, but PewDiePie's a Nazi. Um, <laughs> these past two weeks in Nerdum, the final Joker trailer... Haley Seinfeld and some other Marvel casting rumors, the Steven Universe movie, Young Justice Outsiders, and Walter Mosley. In the home screen, we are getting into Gears 5, Red Dead Redemption 2, and the latest event from Apex Legends. They're killing it. Literally. What? (laughs) I'm kidding. Oh, I was very... (laughs) There's just more drama. Oh, it was drama. What, Apex? I, people are just unhappy with the with the buying stuff, you know. You never. They're never going to be happy. No, they're never going to be happy. It's not as bad as the last one, though. <laughs> it's not like criminal. Mm. Anyway. All right, let's log on. Um, before we get into it, I do want to take a moment to acknowledge all the sexual assault allegations that happened within the past couple of weeks. I don't think anyone would be shocked to hear us say that we believe survivors and we talk a lot about how shitty the industry can be to its workers, especially how shitty men uh, tend to be. Correct. Um, and, and, you know, it's like, it's, I'm glad that, like, you know, one person had the bravery to speak up, which in turn uh, let other women speak up. I think there's been a lot of really good pieces out there. I don't think, you know, I'm the most equipped to actually talk about this. Two cis guys are not going to be able to add to this conversation, so... Sometimes you just need to know when to not talk. Yeah, we'll just link you to some very good pieces that we would encourage you to read about the situation. Well, that said, let's launch into a million and a half games coming out, finally. First and foremost, Gears 5 has arrived. I went through kind of an existential crisis Oh, right before it came out. I was not excited at all. I wasn't. Why not? What? Ha- what, what? I. I just. I don't know. It, it seemed like interesting to me, and it seemed. Um. It seemed like the type of game that I would really, really love to play, like ten years ago, and e- my. T- n- no, not in a bad way. Just like my taste has changed. Okay. I prefer more of the RPG style, like you get lost in the world type things. You. And your decisions barely make a difference? You like barely making a difference, Nick? I like making a huge difference. <laughs> um, whatever. There's not... It, it, Gears is just not that game. 
Um, no. That said, uh, we've played a little bit of it. We'll talk about that later in the show. But the reviews were really, really positive, and that's kind of what turned me around. And everyone that I've talked to who has played, in my own experience, it's just really solid. It's good to be playing it again. It's good to know that I don't have to commit like a hundred hours to this. <laughs> you, you just kind of play it and be done with it. Yeah, like if I play the horde mode and it's really fun and I can find a crew to play with because that's a big impediment for playing horde. Mm-hmm. Um, then the heck yeah, I'll, I'll play it. That's fine. Okay, but if all I get to do is play the campaign, you know, it's not the end of the world. Um, I've got other stuff. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Uh, Again, we'll talk about where we are and what our experiences are with it a little bit later. But suffice to say, from what I've played so far, I'm very content. Word. Well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, Borderlands 3 also came out. um, Pushing Destiny's... No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the Destiny reference? Oh, wait, where? There's some part of the game where you have to kill an enemy type that's uh, named Guardians. And the <sighs> like subtitle for the little mission or whatever it is, is Eyes Up. <laughs> so Shade! <laughs> I don't think it's Shade. I think it's a nod. They reference other video games a lot oh, in that series. That's would, one thing I do know about it. I wouldn't know. Because uh, I never played Borderlands. And per- I'm not going to start with this one. Unless it's... Is it in Game Pass? Uh, no. It's oh, that, no. Yeah. I'll wait for you to pay for it. Right. I, I was uh, talking to uh, Swivel and Nerd and Optimal, who were all playing. They also set their Xbox times to New Zealand so they could play early. <laughs> um, Liars! Uh, anyway, <laughs> they were trying to encourage me to play, and I was like, I will get it when it's massively on sale or when it comes on <laughs> Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> My experience with Borderlands 2... Um, you weren't really feeling it. I wasn't really feeling it, and a lot of that has to do with how I was introduced to it. As I said, okay. I think on the podcast, I kind of got dragged into a high-level battle where everyone was like in the 80s or 90s or something in terms mm-hmm. of their level, and I was level one, and... It just wasn't fun. It wasn't a fun thing to do. So I bet if I played the story, I would probably really enjoy it. It it is up my alley in terms of the type of game that it is. I guess. But here's the thing with all these, like, third, fourth, fifth, tenth installments of these games. Like, you know, I had to, like, watch a whole video to catch me up on the story. <laughs> and even then, like, as Gears 5 is starting and there's, like, details, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. It's like, <laughs> it's like weird. Like, I play Destiny with, like, very little regard to the story. I'm just like, ah, shoot the aliens. I like to have the choice to, like, passively be engaged with the story, but to not know what the fuck is going on irritates the shit out of me. Got it. I well, it. you should ask, you know, when we're playing what's going on. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you. Um... But also, I I understand. I think you can get through Destiny without understanding what's going on and and it not mattering that much because that's not really the goal. Whereas Gears, unless you're playing multiplayer or Horde, why why are you playing single player if you don't care about the campaign? You know? Exactly. So. Details. There's just things I feel like I'm missing. I'm like, oh. Anyway, the reviews for Borderlands look good. They look like if you love Borderlands, you're going to love Borderlands 3. So, um, I would hope so. 
I would yeah. hope they at least keep their original fan base. Right. We'll see <laughs> how long it sticks around again. Uh, Destiny is knocking on the door. It's right oh, around the corner. Um, Eyes up, Borderlands. <laughs> uh, Greedfall launched. It did. Um, I wasn't paying too much attention to this. The Me reviews either. are kind of like, yeah, yeah, you were right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I I don't. I hate saying the reviews as though. Well, look, this is a game that I would. All right, to describe what this game is, it kind of like I was reading some reviews, and it sounds like if Game of Thrones was like a little bit farther down in history, like timeline wise. I saw seventeenth century, so sixteen hundreds. Yeah. And also um, followed the historical um, inspiration a little bit more tightly. That's, yeah, I heard it's that's a what, really that's how fun I game loop for a little while, but the game is so much longer than it's fun. Mm, like a Skyrim, but without the fun? <laughs> I'm not going to touch that uh, can of worms. I mean, for me, Skyrim wasn't fun, so <laughs> it sounds like Skyrim to me. <laughs> That's not what I said. I didn't say that. So if you have any <laughs> feedback or comments or concerns, you can... At Gamer Friends Pod specifically, so that way Jordan gets the notifications as no, well. You should yeah. direct them right to Cedric. Um... Uh, I did see I, there is one review that I want to um, link to uh, that I thought was interesting because it like a lot a, a good amount of the criticism was that like they like tried to do this historical thing and they didn't take it far enough or like it just was like not nuanced enough like everything <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> when you try but yeah so really there's like nothing about it that I'm just like oh let me play this mm-hmm. that's how I feel I don't feel like this is a purchase I need to make and if it comes out on game pass at some point then maybe I'll I'll jump in um as much as I love the looter shooter genre and the RPG elements of that genre mm-hmm. I don't particularly love straight up RPGs <laughs> um see see I know I'm so picky you I'm like so these picky. barely RPGs I like RPG light oh my god um, whatever. Sims 4 Realm of Magic, I think it's called. <laughs> That's oh. how interested I am. Um, <laughs> You're like, I mean, it came out. Niggas There's wands. a lot of new um, stuff you can buy and build in the game. I can safely say at this point I will not be purchasing it because oh. the items that they come with are not um, that great to me. You don't want your macchiato jeans? Um, or that's the, a different thing. That's a stuff pack. Oh, that's, this is that's an not expansion in the, pack. Or oh, some, something. Wow. There's like there's three categories of of DLC for the Sims. Uh, see, nope, we're done. This I'm not is even mid tier. It's oh like the uh, I think it's like the twenty dollar level. There's a forty dollar level, 40, twenty dollar level, and a ten dollar level. Wait, 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 wait. What is a forty dollar level thing? Like seasons when it fundamentally transforms the game in some way. I feel like I would need it would need to be like a whole new like thing. Like I would need like they give you a new world. They give you oh, okay, four okay. seasons. They give you the forty dollar packs have a ton of clothing, a ton of building stuff, a ton of new decor for your home. Like though they give you a ton of content. I just feel like I have yet again another thing to make fun of. 
about the Sims. Okay, whatever. And, and then the twenty dollar packs are like sometimes they have a new world, sometimes they don't. Mostly they're introducing like new core game mechanics, but not something that's gonna fundamentally transform the game. Mm. Uh, and then the stuff packs are just literally stuff packs, and they're usually like ten bucks. That's amazing. So anyway, this one is all about making magic and good for those of you who will be making the magic. That is, like, as a Harry Potter fan, I'm, uh, as you <laughs> being a Harry Potter fan, don't get it twisted. I am not a Harry Potter fan. Uh, I am surprised that you are just like, mm, I don't want to make my characters Harry Potter. Like, it'll be, you know, it's like. I've never played The Sims in that way. There's a oh, lot you of people who are like, oh, I'm going to role play my favorite, like, book series or my favorite right. TV show. You were just I'm like gonna remake the cast of Living Single and put them in a house that looks exactly like the show. Like So you play as like, wow, real life is awful. Let me just recreate real life again here. Um that sounds like really no form pointed. of escapism. It sounds Does it? aggressive. Aggressive. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I, I you know it's part of my arsenal now. Um, <laughs> I oh, we're not gonna get yeah, into that. I, I just kind of recreate my own family and like you know do escapist stuff that way. I just never, never have wanted to do uh, what some people do. And okay, so them, you're like a hundred percent. This is like a must buy. This is great. Right. So you're like, oh, this is my life. Except I'm. Rich. Right. Like, I would never have the vampires in the game or the zombies or the witches or the wizards. Like, any of that occult stuff, I literally just turn it off in the settings. (laughs) I don't fuck with it at all. So. Wow. Whatever. Uh, Um, Okay, I mean, you know. It's out. Do you. Exactly. Do you. I did see (laughs) uh, universities, like, quasi-confirmed. Oh. Someone, some rapper I don't know was recording a song (laughs) in Simlish, and people were guessing based on what the song lyrics are, like, the real song lyrics. Wait, 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 wait. Do we know the real song lyrics, or did them niggas have to— It's a real—musicians record their real songs in Simlish for the game. But did— but so we only have a recording of the. I'm trying to figure out if someone backward engineered and learned Simlish and. No, 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 no. Oh, they don't okay. change the lyrics. They literally just translate into Simlish and record the song in Simlish. But does the English like, version Katie Perry exist? recorded Teenage Dream oh, in Simlish. And you okay. can listen to a Simlish version of Teenage Dream. Got it. Wow, she really ate off of that album for like 10 years. <laughs> and I, I don't get it. That was a Sims 3 expansion, I think. Maybe it was Sims 2? No, it was Sims 3. R- regardless. That, I didn't, I, I'm sorry. I thought they were like making new music. No, 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 no. And someone figured it out. That would have been much no. more interesting. Okay, This okay. is boring. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> and it would have been more interesting. But no, he has a song. The lyrics, I guess, are somehow school-ish. I, I don't fucking know. Okay. So they were speculating, the fans were speculating in the comments that University was the pack that he was working on. Uh-huh. And I guess he tweeted a few weeks or days, I don't know what the time frame was, uh, that people were right. Such a fan. Oh. Right. So there's no official confirmation from EA or from the Sims team that University is coming, but that would 100% get me back into the Sims. Oh, boy. <laughs> Because, again, that's the kind of shit I care about. Uh, I don't care about picking up wands and casting spells. All Sorry. right. Speaking of wands. Yeah, yeah. Monster Hunter World, Iceborne. Mm. 
I'm so disappointed in my <laughs> three or four hours. <laughs> I feel like Tim is like, fuck yeah. And then we're just like, oh. he was I, so excited. The thing, I, I did like it. It just was, I did like it. It just was a lot. It's a lot it's to too get into. For me. The, the menus. Again, straight up RPG, not my thing. Right. And this was way more RPG than Looter Shooter, and so... I mean, well, yeah, because it was an RPG. It's supposed to be Looter Shooter, which is <laughs> barely... One. Anyway, that's coming out. It came out. It came out. Are people playing it? People love it. People love it. I mean, Monster Hunter World was like the highest selling game when it... Of the... of the. It was a lot something. of people's game of the year. Not mine. No. It was fun. I just... I feel like it'd be more fun if more people played it. Like, I think... In our group, it was just Tim. Wasn't Jack kind of... Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't remember. I don't really think so. It was mostly Tim. I spent $60 on that. You did. <laughs> <laughs> and you can get this update, I guess. Oh, that's right. Good for me. Um, if you're a Monster Hunter World fan, be sure to go and check that out. Um, finally, NBA 2K20 came out. Uh, Lena, what do you mean, finally? This is a long-ass list, my nigga. <laughs> What? You said finally. We got like five other things to talk about. <laughs> In terms of the launches? Oh, the lo- Oh, we're doing... My bad. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was wrong. I'll admit that. I can say it on mic. I was wrong. I apologize. Hmm. <laughs> um, Finally, <laughs> NBA 2K20 launched officially. Yes, uh, Did it launch officially? Yeah. Did they know they were launching a game? No, they didn't. <laughs> Since we just had a guest on, <laughs> Lena, shout out. Shout out. Um, who was all about 2K. I would love you to link to her tweet about the game. Yes. Um, I will do that. A short summary is that people are not happy. <laughs> well, <laughs> when it launched... On launch day, Xbox was down. Yeah, that that was really unfortunate. That was very unfortunate. So niggas was just mad, and but understandably most so. Black men are on PS4. We know. So really, is that like a stereotype? It is. I don't know really? why, but interesting. Yeah, interesting. PS4. Hmm. Okay, so I guess most niggas was able to play. <laughs> Uh, but not all. <laughs> and I, I, not only, not just black people play 2K. It's a huge franchise. Yeah, anyway, yeah, but, mm. this is the jokes. But a uh, lot of bugs. lot of bugs. Unplayable, some might say. Not me. I didn't pick it up. <laughs> when people actually got into the game, if they were on Xbox, uh, they were met <laughs> with a lot of problems to the point that uh, I believe for almost 24 hours or something crazy like that, the hashtag Fix2K20 was trending nationally. Trending? Yeah. It was, was like number two or three. I'm not sure really? if it ever got to number one, but no. it was big up there for a long time. They didn't get number two because We Are Outsiders was number one. Are you kidding? No, it was a joke. Oh, I was about to be really annoyed. <laughs> and we'll get to that later. Sorry, I'm dipping into the nerd dumb a little soon. I apologize. Um, it was not well received, to say the least. Um, I feel like this is a very familiar story with 2K, though. I feel like this is what happens every year. <laughs> this is the cycle. Yeah. People are really unhappy. And then because things like the League 
as Lena was explaining in the last episode, they literally have an esports league associated with the franchise. Right. You know, if you want to be in the league, you got to play 2K20. You have to. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> There's no choices here. So, wow. It, they kind of, it's like FIFA in a way, where if you want to mm. play soccer, then guess what? You got to play FIFA. You got to suck it up. That's wild. You just got to play a broken game. So, wow. I'm sorry for all of you who are sports fans and are bummed about the launch. I'm sure they'll fix it. Eventually. I'll yeah. buy it then. I'll try it out then. We'll pour one out for y'all until then. I just feel bad. It's it's like laziness, a lot of it. Mm. Like, I believe, I'm not sure if it was the PC version. Some, some place, the icon that they used in it was still the 2K19 icon. Like, uh, some of the code was clearly just copy and pasted uh, no. over. <laughs> like the details <laughs> sat they did not jump out Mm-mm. they fell down yeah um yeah we're sorry uh it sucks well that's it for the launches finally all the launches now <laughs> in other news yakuza 7 has been announced formally. uh formally uh it was a f- unformally announced as an april fools joke but they weren't joke it, there was some footage of what people speculated was Yakuza 7 uh, that leaked or was leaked purposefully on April Fool's Day. And so people mm-hmm. were like, oh, it's an April Fool's joke. Turns out, not an April Fool's joke. The new combat style is like um, Final Fantasy-esque. It's like turn-based. Oh. Yeah, which is different for this series. So oh. they're taking a, a big change in direction, at least in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a bunch more details have been released. So if you're a fan of the Yakuza series, then uh, you've got some excitement to look forward to. I have yeah. never played a single Yakuza game. No, clearly from my uh, comments, I've never either. So I hope y'all have fun. I just always assumed it was a Grand Theft Auto-esque title. Oh, I, I don't even know. I'm just like, Yakuza? Niggas like talking about that. They seem very excited. I wish I could join in their excitement, but I can't. Anyway, uh, Assassin's Creed. Discovery Tour? What the hell is this? Well... Oh, is it like the, the Egyptian one? Yes. Oh! <laughs> I didn't know they called it Discovery Tour. That yeah. sounds... I don't know. That sounds like... That's what they called it in the first game, too. I didn't... Re- it just sounds like they're going on, like... like a Discovery Tour? On, uh, on a Discovery Tour, like... You know, you get to go and like yeah. it's like for the kids, exactly. and, but like live, like you have to like go to like a museum. It's like we're on the Discovery no. Tour, kiddos. Here's <sighs> so for the first Days. game in the reboot, I'll say mm-hmm. uh, Assassin's Creed Origins had a non-combat mode where you could go and just explore the world since they recreated so many landmarks and different things and kind of learn about Egypt. I believe our very first episode of this podcast talks about that. Yes. Uh, Rooting for Everybody Black. You should go and take a listen to that. Vintage Um, throwback. It is. We talk extensively about Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, Well, Odyssey, when it launched, we knew this was coming. Didn't know it was going to take a year. Um, (laughs) But whatever. Uh, It it is finally here. So you can go launch into Assassin's Creed Odyssey and explore uh, Greece and the islands that they've recreated and just learn shit. 
You can go around and go to certain temples and hear about why they were built and uh, which god they're worshiping and all that kind of stuff. And it's hmm. really fucking dope. You know, while I don't remember the name, I did remember doing a couple of the Discovery Tours. Yes. Uh, they were very thorough. It was very, it was nice. This one um, I'm hearing has like quizzes and stuff. Ooh, I love a quiz. So they're really, I think, catering it to be a serious educational tool, um, which I find fascinating. I think this is the type of thing that could help bridge the gap between like the gaming community and the broader education community and other, you know, other sectors and things if if people can see video games as a tool for learning something as opposed to just violence and enjoyment oh or or violence <laughs> then you know maybe we could shift some of that narrative hmm. uh, well good luck way, to them very excited about this uh i haven't played any of it myself but the next time i boot up odyssey which will probably be after i finish red dead uh we'll we'll get to going and doing some exploring well, all right. Uh, Disney is remastering games that they yes. made a long time ago. Yes. Uh, I never played Lion King and Aladdin. Were you too young? Uh, Potentially. So these were like classic, I think, SNES games. I never had an SNES. We went mm. from the Sega Genesis and had that for a very long time. Maybe that's why. And then jumped to PlayStation. Well, whatever platform it came out on, there were video games created for the release of Aladdin and The Lion King, the originals. Mm. And I guess because both of the live-action remakes got released this year, they're re-releasing these games in an updated Wait. fashion. Aladdin came out this year? Yeah, it was earlier this year. Oh, God. I know. This year, it's still not over. I know. It's actually... <sighs> we got a, quite a bit to go. We got like four months. Oh, my God. <laughs> this year has literally been going on for forever. It's been going on for eight and a half months. That is literally forever. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm incredibly excited because I don't remember finishing these games. Uh, and, and I remember them being really hard when I was a kid. Hmm. So I kind of want to know, like, was I just bad at these games or was it really hard? You're probably just bad. I maybe I was just bad, but I'm gonna find out because I'm absolutely gonna buy these. Oh, I'll have fun with that. I will. I'll I'll oh, report back as good. soon as they come out. I don't actually know <laughs> the release date. I don't think they said what they are, but if it since came out and I don't know, uh now you know about it, so you can go look it up. <laughs> what a save. Uh <laughs> Miss Capitalism has come. <laughs> uh, they made a Miss Monopoly. Very, uh, uh, a, a, I thought it was a joke. It, it's like, what wave of feminism is white women should just make as much money as white men and fuck everybody else? Se um, second wave? That's basically what this game is. It's like, here's... Okay. <laughs> so, it brings the conversation of the gender wage gap to the game table. And uh, so, like, when you when you start the game, all the men start out with a lower amount of money than the woman. And then when you go past go, the men collect less than the women do. Um, so, yay, that conversation. Yeah. Uh, that's basically where anything um, of the consequence 
Stops. There's no actual um, commentary there, in my opinion. It's just kind of being provocative. Uh, Here's what I have to say. Fair. It it smacks to me of why aren't there more female prison guards? Like, yes, there aren't a lot of female CEOs. Is being a CEO something that's even good to do? We are not there yet. Like, this coming out did not shock me in any way. I was like, okay, this is, yeah. No, I think for most people, they're like, hell yeah. Women need to make more than men. And that's fine. I'm not, in no way am I saying that I have a problem with women getting paid more than men (laughs) or getting paid equally. That's not the issue. The issue is like, can we not glorify capitalism? Can we not make everything about how much people are earning? Can we actually talk about Jeff Bezos being the richest person literally on the planet Earth and cutting health insurance from his workers so that he can save some money? Oh, it's part-time workers, so they don't really count. It's it's just so fucked up. And, like, yeah. would if, if Jeff Bezos was a black woman, would that make it any better? <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Like, good for a black woman for being the most moneyed person on earth, but also that means you're a capitalist scumbag. So, like, what what does that really accomplish? I think in context of just, like, Monopoly supposed to be so originally being about the evils of capitalism. Yeah, it was a critique. A very strong one. And then, and then also, like, the... Did you see the... Was it the communist one or the socialist? I... That they just, like, made fun of, like, hipsters. Oh, my God. <laughs> and vegans. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> it's just peak capitalism uh... to take a game that was critiquing <laughs> capitalism and make it a liberal feminist, like, playground. I, I, I don't know. It It's just bizarre to me. It's weird. If you're going to play Monopoly, then fine. Play this version of Monopoly, I guess. But, like, I don't know. Let's... Let's have a real conversation about what's going on in the world. What does the black version of Monopoly look like? Like, do... (laughs) The boardwalk is 40 acres and a mule. (laughs) Wait, that's the highest? I thought the boardwalk is the highest one. Fuck, what's below that? Well, it's black Monopoly. What do you want? That's fair. (laughs) I want, like, reparations Monopoly. I'm only just going to play with white people. I'd be like, you start off with... No money. That's like a like if if oh, wait, reparations still, monopoly wait, 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 had wait. come out instead of Miss Monopoly, I'd be just as mad for the same reason. Yes, but I also <laughs> just realized in that joke that like white people with no college or with high school diplomas still make more money than niggas with master's degrees on average. Yes. So fuck. Okay, I'm upset. We're gonna move on to the next thing because I can't think about this for too long. Well, you're gonna be <sighs> upset for the rest of the news. Why? Um, Oh, fuck. <clears throat> yeah. Indie publisher Nicholas. I don't know if we're pronouncing that right. I don't even care. Them niggas is <laughs> shady as fuck. Care. That Kutako piece. Oh, Lord. Yeah, we'll link Jesus. to it. It was an expose by the uh, fantastic Jason Schreier of Kotaku, basically outlining the uh, CEO of this indie publisher who is a horrible person and a giant douchebag. Yeah. Racist. Sexist. Uh, ableist. The receipts are all in the piece. Um, I don't think that there's really even too much to discuss other than another example of how the industry is uh, 
Shitty. a fucking cesspool. Yeah. That he was so casually using such foul depictions of people is... It's it's sick. I just, like, laugh. I Just a little story. Um, back in, I think it was 10th or 11th grade when Obama got elected. And I remember saying in my English class that I didn't think it was an accomplishment for black people. But it was an accomplishment for one black man. And my white English teacher was like, I don't agree with that. Don't you think it's a... Isn't it great? And... <laughs> And Miyami was woke as fuck. Also, I will say, though, that I formulated that opinion very much so with my parents. But anywho, <laughs> um, it's just like, it's so, I just like love seeing these receipts of people, like he called Obama a fucking something monkey in it. It was porch monkey. Porch monkey. Oh, a porch monkey. Uh, and I'm just like, <laughs> what accomplishment, girl? Like, I just like want to send her these things that come out like every two months and be like, what accomplishment for black people? Yeah. Just some random dude is calling him a porch monkey in a fucking Skype chat. I think that's okay. I think it's okay. It's, um... <sighs> One person said it was a nigger... In... Nigger... How do you put nigger in inauguration together? Inauguration? Something like that. He did that to me. Oh. Fuck that guy. Okay. What a day. Oh, I'm sad. All you right. should read the piece. It is very good. There's since been a statement released um, where he does not apologize, <laughs> but nope. he says that he agrees that his uh, language was indefensible. So who knows what's going to happen to him. Uh, as I have personally job. experienced recently, he probably will keep his job. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Nick's DMs are open if you want that story. It's a good one. Whew. White people can get away with anything. Um, speaking of, <laughs> <laughs> PewDiePie's racism, anti-Semitism, whatever ism you want to dis- uh, ascribe to him, uh, has gone so far that he gave a pledge to the Anti-Defamation League, which is a U.S.-based Jewish organization that fights anti-Semitism. There are, I will say, some critiques from the left of this organization, namely that a lot of times they associate criticism of Israel with criticism of uh, Jewish people, which can be very touchy and problematic. Mm -hmm. Regardless, he pledged $50,000 to their organization, and his audience was so mad about it that he rescinded his gift or the pledge of the gift or whatever. I... What? How do you rescind a $50,000 donation to the ADL? I just... And, you know, I'm going to lump Ninja here, too, because he's also a piece of shit. <laughs> this man <laughs> said that word one time. <laughs> and But never actually apologized. He's like, I'm a role model for the kids. No, like, he's definitely a piece of shit. Like, let, let's be real. But also, PewDiePie is kind of on another level. That is true. Like, PewDiePie people did incite children his... to, like, white nationalist YouTube channels. Yeah, and then people are like, you know, with the massacre. Yeah, I that's true. You're right. And that's all I'm gonna say about it because I don't need anybody in my DMs. I don't. I don't need it. I don't need that energy. Um, but like, do you think that they just like look at like the shit storm that is like their fan bases and are like, whoa, what? I mean, I don't think the PewDiePie fuck is going on. or Ninja do no because they're fine with it. I just 
You don't like, dress like- up and wear a swastika if you actually are in any way concerned about Jewish people. It's like, it's weird because I feel like like when Beyonce has to tell her stands to like calm down and like stop dragging that woman at the basketball game. Like, do they ever have that moment where they're like, wow, y'all are fucked up? I don't think it ever has gone that far. I know that PewDiePie killed the subscribe to PewDiePie meme. Mm. Um, not soon enough. Yeah, not soon enough. And it was fucking obnoxious and ugh. But. He did ultimately tell people to chill out. He does sometimes intervene, but the problem is he doesn't always do it in the right way. He doesn't do it at the right time. And for many instances, he doesn't do it for the right reasons. Mm. So I don't fucking know. I don't know how you walk back a $50,000 pledge. 50000 like Especially because that he makes it in one night i'm assuming like you be <laughs> no, like no. you know what fuck here's the thing honeywell a u.s based company yeah honeywell like, what do they do? they make like fire detectors and yeah, yeah, yeah. literally yeah. they make like nuclear bombs oh, they make, oh but like they gave him the money for this wait 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 stop they gave him Money to donate somewhere. (laughs) So he didn't even have to make this money. And he chose the ADL in part because of what he's been accused of. Right. And his family was so upset about it that he has now rescinded it. So he had to give the money back to Honeywell. We don't know, or at least I don't know, if there's an update there, if they've asked for their money back, or if they're going to give a separate donation to the ADL. I just can't, like, 50000 Like, <sighs> what's next? I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. It's, like, so much money. That's I don't even make that in a fucking year. There and are so many different ways that this story is disgusting. <laughs> that a wealthy company up. is giving... PewDiePie that much money where they make their money which is you know producing nuclear weapons um, where PewDiePie is making plenty of money and then uses someone else's to make a a pledge not even a donation a pledge and then to not fight back when your community freaks out because it's in support of Jewish people that's it's just they're like we that's where we draw the line <laughs> I wow, the it's comical, it's sad, hilarious. Um, <sighs> and it it leaves me deeply disappointed in the gaming world. Yeah, let's move on to another world then for the time being the world of nerddom. Yes, tangent, tangent. At, fuck, we're kind of like talking about the same fucking thing, yeah, kind of with Joker. Let's just get it out of the way. Um, it it looks like it is probably going to be really good. It does look like it's going to be excellent. I am not sure that this is the right time for this movie, and I don't. I'm not sure if how they tell the story because to me, because like white people love getting up and clapping at things when they like <laughs> say it, they're like. <gasps> He said the words racism, or he said the word sexism, blah, blah, blah. And that's like usually where the work stops. You're like, yeah, fuck yeah. He said it. He fucking said it. All right. And then like, that's it. 
And that's what I just... I feel like this movie is going to be, like, amazing. But I also feel like that is the work that it's doing. And, you know, of course, this is, like, completely speculative. I will see it. I probably... I think I don't have the constitution. I don't have enough CBD gummies to see this movie in theaters. Mm. I probably will see this, like, way after it comes out. Like, we can go, you know, over to that theater where they... Where all the old people go mm-hmm. on Wednesdays. That'll be... But, like, I'm not... No. I'm waiting on this one. I'm sorry. I've yeah. heard mixed things. I I want to judge for myself. There's... Fair. There's Fair. a lot to say yeah. on both sides. Like, even if it is telling a story that, you know, an incel or something like that could identify with, that is what the Joker's origin story is and has been for that decades. You, it's not right. new. It's not. It's not. I just... Disaffected white guy who goes and kills a lot of people is literally every serial killer in history. It's not, you know, not literally every, but, but, you know, it's not foreign. And so everyone kind of freaking out about this reminds me of the panics that we went through as a society about stuff that wasn't even happening. Like the kidnapping panic where everyone was like, don't talk to strangers, stranger danger. As if kids were being abducted every hour of every day. Yeah. And it's just not, that was not happening. Yeah. I don't know. It, it to me is kind of like, and this is like a stretch of, I'm not equating the two at all. But like when, when black people were like, well, Killmonger was right. Yeah. I was like, Killmonger made some points. <laughs> he also, like, killed niggas. So, like, um, I don't... I don't really know. And that's kind of, like, how I... Like, I feel like people might watch this and be like, you know what? Joker is right. You know what I mean? Like, that's what... That, that's what I'm, like... I think that's what people worry are worried about. That certain folks are going to come away with. Yeah. But I don't know that that's what the movie actually says. Because well, that's the thing. It's like you know, you put out the art or whatever, and then people interpret it a million different ways. And some people just have some fucked up opinions about things. I don't think "Hmm." I don't think anyone is trying to say that the movie is somehow giving Joker a pass. I think they're worried that some people will watch the movie and say to themselves, "Oh, I totally get that." Yeah, and and not challenge it at all. But right, you, you you acknowledge and then you just walk away. Right, like, but like no one's gonna say, "Don't watch the 1990s Batman cartoon," which right. tells the same story just in 30 minutes. Exactly. Very. Oh my god, so well done. Really well done, and you know maybe like if, if you want to <laughs> oh, say like the incels came from somewhere, they didn't come from the Joker movie in 2019. So it seems no, a little. Yeah, no, no. It seems a little. Um, silly to be having this debate to me until the movie comes out and there's more of an understanding. Exactly. Of this is what it actually is. I, it's just like hard. It'll be difficult for me to just like watch this movie with no. Like I can't just walk in. It, as a black person, I can't walk into most things and just be like, let me watch this devoid of any racial. Yeah analysis context so is you know it's definitely going it is what it is uh but as an aside the batman um show the animated series i didn't know this but like the big like two-parter series where they kind of do like these little mini character studies of the villains mm-hmm. they 
it didn't do the animation. They like exported it out. Yeah. They, like I thought that was fucking hilarious. Why? I'm just, like you like, could you I, even th- tell. Well, yeah, you can tell, but also it's just like, oh yeah, we didn't do that. What? You didn't what? <laughs> I don't know. That happens a lot in video game development. I mean, yeah, but that's to be expected. I just feel like like when you're making a card, that's like Why me is- being like, like, oh, we make a podcast, but we had different hosts come in for this episode because fuck it. Oh, is- that happens. So what? That happens. That's it. <sighs> yes. You I'm I'm trying. It's a, it, it's a, not a good comparison. It just was funny to me. Hmm. It just was funny. I thought it was funny. They're like, oh yeah, we can't even take credit for this. We didn't do this. Hmm. It's funny. Anyway, whatever. Fine. I find it funny. No one else in the room finds it funny. Sorry. <sighs> um. Okay, so let's get some Marvel stuff out of the way. Yeah. There's some casting rumors. Uh, first and foremost, that Haley Seinfeld is being eyed for Kate Bishop. Haley who? Steinfeld? You said Steinfeld because we just watched an episode of Seinfeld. I totally said Steinfeld. No, you did. I will play the tape back. You want me to play it back right now? <clears throat> I don't care enough, to be honest with you. I'm going to play it back. Uh, first and foremost, that Haley Seinfeld is being eyed for Kate Bishop. Haley who? Boom. The tape never lies. Okay. Again, I don't care. So... Anyway, Kate Bishop in Hawkeye. Uh, I also don't care about this news item. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's fine. It's, yeah. I mean, Hawkeye really fell out of favor for me in Endgame, so. I'm simply not going to stress about any casting decisions because ultimately they've all been really good. So Yeah, I'm sure. I have no idea who this actress is. I've never, I'm like, um... Like how Kiki Palmer uh, didn't know who Dick Cheney was and feeling mm-hmm. those kind of vibes. That was a very funny video. Yeah. Um, it's the new I don't know her. I'm sure she'll do great. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. think we mentioned that that the Proud Family is coming back to you on Disney Plus at any point on the show. It is? Yeah, it is. I'm, you didn't hear about that? No! Yeah. Oh my God. That's going to be great. I love the Speaking Proud Family. Speaking of Kiki Palmer. Um, Look at that. It all... There's also some casting rumors about the X-Men. <laughs> this is laughable to me. It seems really it seems weird to me for a bunch of reasons, but the rumor is that <laughs> Marvel wants to cast people of color to play Professor X and Magneto respectively. Um if and, you know the civil rights, you know, metaphors didn't bang across the head enough for you. Right. Like X-Men was originally about race, it now is identified a little bit more with queer identity formation, uh, but, you know, still also uh, analogous to race. So that comparison has been made. Professor X, MLK, Magneto, Malcolm X. Um, so reductive. I got into a pretty good discussion on Twitter about this, about how important to Eric's character it is that he's a Jewish person um who suffered in the holocaust and that it, yeah. it kind of paints the limitations of humanity's acceptance for him in the way that for a lot of people of color for a lot of minorities in general we understand how unaccepting people can be and so 
from his perspective as a double minority in the X-Men universe, he's like, no, we're never going to be accepted. And so we have to do whatever it takes. I mean, Magneto made some points, which is not me saying that I agree with him fully, just as a disclaimer. But he made some points. Oh, I I mean, Magneto is right. But (laughs) Charles Xavier, who is disabled, and so I think, you know, is, is clearly not foreign to the concept of being discriminated against, uh, has a mindset that there's a lot more hope and there's a lot more promise in uh, being good mutants. And there's a lot to unpack there. And I think unpacking it with them as two white guys is um, the default way that we've done it. And Mm -hmm. for them to suddenly be people of color, I I think you can make – an updated analogy to a different genocide or a different um, type of minority um, who has had a similar story to That's Jewish people. So, like, maybe it's a different formation story for Magneto. Maybe it's not Eric. Yeah. But as has been pointed out in a bunch of different articles, um, we can link to one from the Mary Sue in our show notes is that, you know, there's also a political impact of having two people of color lead mutant teams largely consisting of children. So you're, like, introducing child soldiers into the mix. There's just a lot going on in the X-Men world. And updating it for modern day is going to be really interesting. And I don't know how I feel about complicating that by making... Charles and Eric, people of color. I don't know if it would complicate things. I I think it would complicate things for, like, the MCU. Like, Captain Marvel was, like, barely feminist. And, like, Black Panther barely talked about... Like, it, 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 it talked about the issues, but on, like, it was, like, super, you know, like, surface-level stuff. And I don't go into MCU movies expecting for any sort of like, like really deep, thought-provoking, layered uh, analysis of the world. Right. Unlike how I feel about the comics in a lot of ways. Right. The place for doing that is in the comics. Yeah. I agree. Uh, but I mean, the 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 fanboys would lose their mind. Remember when they were like, Captain America should have been a nigger, and like Captain America should have been a nigger. Uh-huh. From the get, like, like, they were not, like, in the real life, nobody was testing things on white people. That was, that was not happening. That's true. Just, just putting it out there. That's true. Captain America showed up with black. That's, and that's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna drop the mic on that. Um, But, like, I, a TV show? Sure. I think the depth, you're gonna give them a TV, uh, Disney Plus? I think that depth could happen there. I don't think it's going to happen in a movie. I would be interested in seeing them as POC. It would be interesting to see them as non-black people, too. Right. It, it wouldn't. It I, wouldn't have to be black. I. For it to it's, work, it's interesting. It's an interesting idea. I honestly don't think the rumor is going to come true. Personally, that's just me. That's how I feel. Um. I think. Uh, it's not going to come true in large part because weren't we told that X Men was like down the line? Yeah, like five maybe years because from now. they lost Spider Man, there's room. 
and and they're um, like accelerating things. But if I was Kevin, I would be like holding off, hoping that <laughs> Spider Man <laughs> does come back. It just seems early for this kind of rumor to be um, in any way true. And it got a lot of people riled up because of fucking course it did. I mean, you know, it always, you know. Like, we can have a discussion about whether or not Eric Magneto, like, should be Jewish and should be white or should be a person of color or what have you without being like, oh, it's unacceptable. It's the opposite of whitewashing. (laughs) Like, fuck off. Oh god. I'm so tired of that. That's fun. Um it's interesting. Well, I guess we'll see. I mean, I don't think we're going to see it, but whatever. Maybe the the uh universe with Bernie Sanders as president will have uh <laughs> <laughs> niggas as president and Magneto, but I don't think about ours. I don't think ours. Uh let's see. Speaking of talking about deeper issues and and the comics being better at that than TV shows or movies. Um, we finished Young Justice. We are all outsiders. Mm. Um, uh, sure. <laughs> I will say one thing that I thought was very positive before we get into the rest of it, which was not. Um, <laughs> th- the DC Universe has always been has always been, in my opinion, more willing and better at talking about the ethics of superheroes and the impact of superheroes on the real world. I think part of the fatal flaw for the DC Universe, like why I enjoy it less, is because of the fact that most of them are like demigods, but at the same time, the majority of those demigods are only demigods in comparison to humans on Earth. It's like a very weird amalgamation of heroes and hero formations, but they depict real-world politics uh, very accurately, in my opinion. Like, they're, they're very considerate of geopolitical impacts from the stuff that they do. That's very fair. I feel like Anytime I'm watching just something Justice League or Justice League adjacent, it's literally always like civil war. <laughs> it's like political intrigue. A lot. Yeah, yeah. I they did that was done well. Some of the comparisons were a little heavy. Yeah, like they try to do Lex Luthor as Donald Trump and and, and you know that kind of thing. Whatever. But there was but, yeah. a big blow up because the fundamental plot point is that there is a coordination going on between multiple superhero teams and the coordination is being hidden because some of it is not really above board. And that is exposed and there's a big conversation across like two or three episodes about the ethics of what they're doing and it culminates in a new leader who takes a very specific side in that argument and despite the bad dialogue and despite the bad the voice monologues, acting, yeah, the anime <sighs> style exposition dump monologues, um, the core conflict that they were teasing out, I think, was done really well. And Fair. I give DC props for that. And I think that they're much better at Marvel, much better than Marvel at doing those types of things. I wish I could frame this in some, like, 
put it on the wall. I mean, it's being recorded. We'll put it on the on the fridge or something like an audiogram. Hmm. hmm. Make it my ringtone. However, that doesn't mean that the <laughs> show overall wasn't trash, and I want to rewatch. <laughs> Young Justice to make sure that, like, maybe I thought it was good because I was young and I didn't have great taste. I don't know. I remember rewatching the Justice League uh, and Justice League... Unlimited. Unlimited. I was about to say extended edition because I don't remember the name. <laughs> uh, rewatching that when it, it came out on Netflix, and that shit held up. I, that's so what I, I think. I think it was really good. Justice League definitely held up. I think Young Justice... Them first two seasons, I think, hold up. This third one? Hoocha. They just tried to cram so much into it. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, It had kind of that um, pose problem where it can't really decide who it wants the main protagonist to be. And instead of being truly... Uh, an ensemble show, it just kind of like switches the focus instead of spreading out the focus. Yeah, like it never... And like it doesn't have to be in a way where like this is Nightwing's episode and this is Superboy's episode and this is Blah Blah Blah's episode, but like it does sort of like you kind of like hovers around a character for like a few episodes and hovers around someone in like a way that just always feels disjointed. And then they and it's usually like, do something instrumental to move the plot along. Yeah, or just a new character pops up. Right. And like, oh, hey, Vic, you're here now. Right. And they also do a lot of seed planting, which is fine. Like, they're doing foreshadowing, but it's not even foreshadowing. They're just kind of like, okay, expect this to be important soon. At some point. Um, which I find just... <sighs> It just was not a well-crafted season, in my opinion. I didn't enjoy it. I was I was very disappointed. <laughs> I had to drag you into finishing it. I literally, y'all, I just be like, I don't feel like watching this. We can literally be watching anything else. There are other DC Universe shows that I think are good. Hmm. That said, at the end, the when they finally Sorry. wrapped everything together, uh-huh. I was like, oh, I'm excited to see where they go from here. So I'm in for the next season, but it just seemed like a really bad way to get to that ending. Yeah. I just, like, every, like, touchdown moment was, like, all right, I'll say most of the touchdown moments were, like, not earned. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, well, fuck, now now we're here. So let's just keep going. A lot of, like, moral outrage and, like, monologuing that I didn't feel was earned at all. Steven Universe, I think, uh, would count as that better TV show. Uh, it was all good. The movie was all good. It's so deeply gratifying to me to know that it exists. Yes. That the show exists, that the movie exists. It is. It was beautiful. And, like, it, it basically was just like, this is why you love the show. Yep. It was everything you love about the show That's in it. 90 Minutes. A good 90-minute nugget. A lot of music. Oh, my goodness. It was a musical. It was a musical. There was music the entire time. And it was um, it was really good. It was very good. Um, I was moved to tears multiple times. Oh. Oh, yeah. I like, kind of cried my way through it. It was it was it was very good. If you're a Steven Universe fan, you should 100% go watch it. If you're not a Steven Universe fan, you should be. Um, especially if you have like kids in your life, kids need to see this. 
Yeah. If, if I had grown up, we've talked about this before. Yep. If I had grown up with this kind of positivity, like specifically these messages, especially about toxic relationships and friendships and stuff like that, that would have been so helpful to me. I agree. I agree. And some of the more moving parts of this movie um, were music pieces kind of about relationships and Mm -hmm. the beginnings of them, the ends of them, um, moving on from them, that kind of thing. There was also this one moment where, um, without giving the plot away because it's like so recent, um, where two characters are, you know, are playing a song together and the song is about how important it is for them to remain individuals together. Mm -hmm. That like the point of being in a relationship is not to become the relationship. It's about the individual things that you bring to that. And it's just, uh, it was so beautiful. And again, I, I encourage you, I implore you to share this with young people that you know, or queer people of all ages, <laughs> frankly, um, because it's also just gay as fuck, and I love it. Yes, it is. I don't have anything else to add. It's great. I co-sign everything that Big Nick says. Finally, um, we have some Star Trek drama. <laughs> I'll let you handle this, because I didn't even know about this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was... Uh, what what does he go on, on Twitter these days? Young Levain, but I think Lil Poolish still, right? I think it's Lil Poolish right now. Okay, cool. Uh, we had him on the show, and he alerted me that Walter Mosley wrote this big op-ed for New York Times and was like, I had to quit a job. Because someone didn't like the fact that I used the N-word. Ooh. Uh... And it was revealed that he was working on Star Trek Discovery, which is uh, now in his third season, right? Second or third? Second or third. I have to watch it. I hear it's very good. Oh, really? I have not heard heard that. Or, and I think the CBS one. Yeah, it's on CBS. Yeah, that's the one. You can pay for all access if you want. Oh, no, I ain't doing that. It's too many things to pay for. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he was using using the N-word to recount a story, and uh, a white person didn't like that. Oh, no. So he got reported. Like, so he got reported, like, HR. Because he was like, I. he responded by saying, I am the nigga in the writer's room. So that leads me to believe that he is the only black person in the writer's room. So I, so we left. We'll link to the op-ed. Uh, so I guess now David Allen Greer is replacing him as the one nigga in the writer's room. And David Allen Greer... Probably also says the N-word a lot. <laughs> no, when he was like, oh, someone asked him about, like, joining the writer's room, and he's like, I can't wait to join those niggas. I was like, oh. <laughs> so. Uh, you love to see it. I find. Racism? <laughs> I mean, it's. That it's is like, very much like a white person intending to, quote, unquote, do the right thing, I guess. And I'm like, not sure that it's fucking racism. It up. I, what? I don't even know how to describe. I don't. I wouldn't. I, you're right. I don't know how to describe that. Besides asinine, it's uh, ignorance. It's doing the most. Yeah, that's that's also very true. Like, it's if I was an HR person, I'd be like, 
get this out of my face. I'm so sorry. I can't help you. I can't. I literally cannot do my job this one time. Sorry. Like, what? Well, on that note, I don't have anything else to add. And I think you should drop some music. Well, all right. What have we been playing? Um, let's go. Let's go from the bottom up. Apex Legends has a new event out right now. They do. Look real quick. Did you see Homegirl's suit? It, it looks pretty dope. Mass Effect Bioware <laughs> was upset. They was like, oh. I mean, EA would probably just be happy for the reference. Hmm. Anyway, you describe this shit because I ain't play Apex this week. Um. It seems like they're doing events within seasons for all of the characters. So um, a few weeks ago, there was a solo event, but it introduced a new part of the map, which is like Octane's Gauntlet, specific to the character Octane. And it's all about uh, his jump pads, which is a special mechanic that he can do where he throws literally a jump pad, kind of like a mini trampoline on the ground, and you can jump into the air and it you use it to get into strategic places. Um, so they redid part of the map to have a bunch of these around. There's like a flaming wheel, literally a wheel that's on fire that you jump through and there's special items in there. It's like a fun little thing. It didn't do anything other than just change a part of the map that was otherwise kind of empty. Now there is a part of the map where Wraith is being celebrated. Um, it's this bunker. I celebrate might not be the right word. It's this bunker where she was kind of being experimented on. Yeah, um, celebrated is not, yeah, it's the, not the right word. Explored. Yeah. Okay. So she escaped, and so now you can play in the bunker that she escaped from. Um, and then all of these map changes are permanent. So this one's hers. Um, there's also a new game mode uh, during this limited time event, which is snipers and shotguns. Um, so everyone's a glass cannon. It's a lot of fun. Um, I've been playing just super casually. Uh, there was some stuff happening this week that I didn't even know about until Jack told us. Um, there's a new legend that's going to be introduced because the season's ending and they do one legend per season. And oh. I guess the arena has been counting down to something or counting up to something. Uh, and it finally hit 100%. And now the announcer's voice is all screwy if you go into the games. And usually there's screens that kind of display who the kill leader is and that kind of stuff. And those screens screens are all bugged out like there's a computer virus mm -hmm. and the new character is crypto so you can imagine where they're going with that no i can't actually oh i'm um, i was joking okay thank you very clear uh so yeah that's what's going on with apex still the same game just changing some of the smaller details to make it a little more replayable mm -hmm. um i don't mind the map changes i think they're fun and cool uh and you know a lot of my friends still played a lot. That's very true. Shout out to Swivel, who I actually met in person. That's right. You made a game. You met one of your gamer friends. I did. I did. I it feel like great. it's the easiest for us to do because I feel like at some point, everyone comes. To everyone York. comes. To York. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm here. Yeah. Unfortunately. 
I love living in the city. It's great. Yeah. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> I also have been deep into Red Dead 2. I'm going to save a lot of my thoughts until um, I'm finally done with it. Uh, I feel like I should finish it first, too. We could have, like, a whole big discussion about it. Hmm. I want to at least get my soundbar. Okay? I'm, I want the immersion. Oh, my God. It's going to take you two years to beat this game. <laughs> it is so long. I will... I will get through it with haste just for you. Mm. Just for the show. For, for you, and for the, the listeners. Show. Yeah. For the, yes, for the gamer friends. So I'll hold my tongue. Suffice to say, you've kind of been spoiled just by, you know, walking past the TV um, and the worst. seeing me <laughs> do certain things. And for all the realism of this game, um, I really don't understand why certain things that happen to you don't make more of an impact on you. Yeah, you didn't finish. Yeah, <laughs> true. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But <laughs> just a small spoiler, the main character at some point is sick. Um, I'll leave it vague. Um, at some point, I was eating in order to refill uh, my cores. There's three cores in the game. Your stamina core, your health core, and your dead eye core, which is like a shooting mechanic. Um, and the stamina core was not refilling all the way. And I was like, oh, interesting. This is because I'm sick. And I'm just never going to be able to have 100% stamina ever again. And then I saved, went to sleep, uh, came home from work the next day, logged back on. And uh, lo and behold, I had a full stamina bar again. And it was just some weird, like, glitch thing that was happening to me. And that's, like, the second time in the game where something kind of major happens to you in terms of, like, your physical well-being. And uh, there's really no impact on the game at all. Hmm. Um, There's more of an impact with regard to the illness, for sure. uh, But I have no idea if that is long-term or not. Um, Because, again, I haven't finished. So we'll see. And hopefully you will finish because uh, I am dying to talk about it. I am in love with this game. (laughs) We'll have Tim come on. Yeah, we should have Tim come on. He'll listen to that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Tim doesn't listen to us. It's fine. Uh, Finally, we've been playing Gears 5. uh, And I'm most excited to hear your thoughts because this is your first Gears game. It's my first Gears game. So I watched uh, like a little like intro. Here's all the things that's happened since Gears started. I'm like, fuck, it's a lot of shit. Yeah, these these games are story-based. Ugh, so many things. It's plot. And like, I keep forgetting that like it's more than five games. Yeah, so, I'm like watching. It's only a 20 minute video. I'm like, I retained nothing. It's like grad school, and uh, so I watched it, and I was like, all right, I guess I'm good to go. I should have watched it maybe twice, mm. but whatever. So we start it. Um, it's it's good. Like the gameplay is solid. Um, definitely has like older Halo vibes and like that weird like. Like, you can't, like, just jump. Or, it's like oh, the movement is a little bit more restrictive. Mm-hmm. Like, in a way, like a Halo, uh, not Halo, uh, Destiny, you can do whatever the fuck you want. 
But like, you know, there's like a path that you need to go on. And yeah. it's interesting to like play a game like that, you know, again. It's like a clear narrative structure. And here's like a clear framework for you to operate. Yeah. Largely linear storytelling. Yeah. Um, but it's good. It's violent. It's very violent. Uh, and this is me saying, like, as I'm replaying Grand Theft Auto V's campaign again, I'm like, and this is this is violent, violent. I think Gears is <laughs> is incredibly gory, and the gore is shocking. Like, it's a shocking level of gore. But I wouldn't say that it's vi- any more violent. No, and it's not like... It's not like Tarantino, like it's not suspense uh, violence. Blood. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Michael Bay explosion violence. Yeah, it's very like. <laughs> yeah, if you took the gore out of it, it would be like a PG thirteen movie. You can take the gore out. You can. It is a setting in the game. To you take, take the gore, gore out, you can take the profanity out. Which yes. Is, do they like change the words or do they just bleep it? I think they bleep. I'm not positive. I've never played without the profanity you check on. Check that out. Um, I gotta admit, you know, it's fun for a game that I thought was like. I always kind of thought it gave me like like Max Payne like like uh, masculinity vibes just because like the like the proportions are off. Like the men are just like huge. These like giant, yeah, oddly shaped hulking beings. Um, so it was like kind of funny to like start the game and I'm like, oh, there's like an, a story and it's not bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's not <laughs> like it's, it's not a about solid toxic masculinity at all. Yeah, no, it just like looks <laughs> what, what you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Look what I did. Yeah. You should if you end up really liking uh this playthrough, I would encourage you to go back and do the originals. Um oh, you could probably skip four. Um, you could probably skip one even, but two and three, I think, are classics. Two in particular. Gears 2 is the Halo 2 of the franchise. <laughs> um, I think I liked Halo 1, the first one, better. Okay, well, I, I don't know, have anything for you then. <laughs> um, regardless, I am really enjoying it. Uh, it's, it's good to be back in the saddle. I'm using... The snipers. I loved playing with the snipers um, in previous Gears titles. The shooting is just really good. I love it the is shooting solid. in Gears. Definitely solid. Looks this great. one makes you move around a lot more too. Um, the I firefights hate. are less stationary. You hate them because you keep dying. I look when someone says cover based shooter. I just think I'm the division, where you you don't have to move around a lot in the division. Yeah. You yeah. have to move around a decent amount, but it's you like... You move around, but it, it certainly not, is more advantageous to find a hunker-down position, for sure. Yeah. This one, the enemies are moving so... It, the, the enemies are not just foot soldiers. They're also, yeah. like, giant monsters that are flying around and stuff. It's a lot. Um, so it's it's just very different. Yeah. But it's good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I am interested to see where the story goes. I'm so sad for... Was it Claymore? Carmine? Carmine. Because the joke in the original video, and this is, I guess, a spoiler, but, like, this is for the first whatever games that came out long ago, so it's not a spoiler. Anyway, Carmine always dies, except for that one time where he didn't. So I was like, oh, is Carmine going to die? That was a huge part of the marketing campaign, actually. <laughs> was it? Of this mar- of the campaign for this game? No, for Gears 3, um, we got to choose whether or not 
the Carmine lived or died. Uh, and we didn't know what the results were until the game came out. Um, so that was, was that the one time that he lived? Uh, he did live, yeah. That's amazing. I'm so glad. Not the just players... the one time. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I feel like it was only once in the, then again. There's multiple Carmines, look, that's the thing. Yeah, there's multiple Carmines. That was a very, there was a lot of shit packed into that video. I probably skipped one. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think you missed anything. Um, I just, I don't remember if it happens in four. And if it does, it didn't happen before I quit playing. Poor Carmine. How well, do you keep finding these niggas named Carmine? They're all related. Oh, it's a family. Yeah. Damn. Well, I mean, how does that work? Well, I guess it's like an a uncle. Lot of sad and then a death. No, I and mean, like, like. One sad mom. Very, yeah. Like, she's like, oh my God. <laughs> The matriarch of that family is just like, all my children, don't let your sons grow up to be cowboys. That's not how that song goes It's not. Uh, But yeah, we'll report back as we get deeper into it. All of the reviews are glowing. I have not seen a single person say bad things about it. Um, And shout out to The Coalition, uh, which is the developers, for the first AAA game in history to get a perfect score on uh, disability access. It's it's like wild. Like in in the first, like the setup screen, they have... All, all the colorblind options if you need them. They force the accessibility on you. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Uh, there's, it's like, it has in the corner, if like, are you using an adaptive controller? Let's set that up right now. What are you doing? Uh, the subtitles are great. Like, you play with the subtitles. I usually am not a subtitles person. We were playing couch co-op. And there was like, small cues of like, grunts in pain or, Music intensifies, which I'm like, oh, duh. Like, that's a cue. Yep. But, like, if, you know. But if you can't hear it, then you don't know. You don't know. And I'm like, oh, duh. People need to know when the music intensifies. So I'm like, wow, that's pretty pretty good. Yeah, we should link to um, the review score. Uh, or or whatever the report is that gives it uh, a perfect score. But um, all said and done, um, kudos to the Coalition and kudos to Microsoft for really pushing disability access in their games. The adaptive controller was a huge step forward, um, and i love to see more innovation on that front. Yeah. For all the gamers. For everyone. Everyone. Uh, Big Nick. We reached the end of the list. Mm-hmm. You forgot a lot of games that we played. What? So, two friends of mine just recently got married. Shout out to Amanda and Megan. Shout out. And we went to Dave and Buster's. Oh, I did forget about that. All of the games. Jordan! It was so much fun. Uh, we Got our hands on that Halo game that uh, they talked about going to Dave and Buster's. And it's kind of interesting. I <laughs> I don't know what implores some would would implore someone to make a new narrative game in an arcade setting because you can't hear shit. <laughs> <laughs> like actually, that is a point where I would I want subtitles because I they, I'm like sitting there hitting the card and playing. That that is an innovation. One sidebar. Those were not meant 
for you to be paying attention to the story at all. <laughs> no, not at all. But also, you can tap the cards. You don't have to swipe them anymore. Oh, um, I've been David Buston Gears. Innovation. Anyway, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I beat Jordan in a lot of things. Jordan no, beat me in that's, that's more things. No thing did you beat me in. Oh, that's a fucking lie. What'd you beat me in? Mario Kart. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You didn't win that race. There was two races. I didn't race the second time. I only raced one time. What? You came in fourth place in the race that I raced Fourth, in. that's that's low. That's I not. came in second place. <laughs> I don't do fourth I came in second place, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Graham came in first place. No, I think it was Mike. Fuck it, whatever. I came in first Mike. place. I came Mike. in first place on the next one, and, and I'm I a little victory lap. Sorry. Sh- whatever, fuck you. Um... A lot of the a lot of classics and a lot of new shit. The VR, the VR was wild. <laughs> it was so much because this is the thing. I don't. We don't own VR because we don't have money. So <laughs> look at me. I'm gonna get a sound bar and I won't. I mean, VR is an investment. A sound bar is not. Anyway, I didn't know that the graphics were so good. They were so fuck. I was like, oh, so okay. We're we're burying the lead here. So you got to pay a little extra, extra five dollars to go on like a VR thing, and it's like. Like the rides at Universal or Disney where you're like, you're just sitting, you're stationary, you're sitting and like the platform moves. This thing was moving. Yeah. Well, it felt like it was moving because it's like, you know, you got the air, not the air, but the sounds and the visuals. It was literally moving though. It was, it was, it was moving. I was like, oh, this is real. I'm about to die. This is great. I loved it. It was so much fun. It was a Jurassic Park thing. It was like an yeah. experience. It wasn't so much of a game. Yeah. There was a game aspect of it in that you could like point this little thing. It's like a scanner. Yeah, it was scan a the scanner dinosaurs. and you're supposed to scan the dinosaurs like you're, you know, putting them in a menagerie or something like that. Um, a compendium. Uh, that was it though. There's no shooting or anything. It was mostly like, hey, we're going to show off these visuals and, you know, jerk you around in this platform moving thing. It was a lot. Of, I was like, very nervous because first of all it's like the um the ride itself had so much health things it was like if you experience headaches you might not want to go on this if you are breathing right now maybe don't go on this ride I'm anything like, that okay. moves a body around has all those warnings <laughs> i know but it's just, the shit suit out of them. it's just like a lot and i'm like am i i just like i wasn't expecting it <laughs> but anyway uh, and then everyone else was like freaking out and screaming the whole time, and I'm like, "Oh, this is a shit show." And I, it wasn't. It was a lot of fun. I wish they did make Oculus headsets that you can comfortably fit glasses over. Because the thing was like, I couldn't hear that well because the glasses were like in the way of the speakers. Yeah, which is like annoying because like I'm too people blind wear glasses. to not have the glasses on. Yeah, I couldn't. So if I do this in the future, I would have to wear contacts for sure. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. Uh, pro tip: if you go to Dave and Buster's, make sure. You do either the Jurassic Park one or the Men in Black one. The other ones are not worth the money. Apparently. Apparently. That's what we heard. That's what I heard. I'm just relaying it to you, the gamer friends. Also, it was just a fun... I think it was... Going to Dave & Buster's as an adult is, like, fun because you can get drunk. And I, like, didn't care about any of the tickets. I was like, I'm just going to play whatever games I want to play. And I got Fun Dip, little fun stick thing dip as my little prize because I and I looked around I was like eh, I don't really want any of this extra shit but if I did I have adult money now I can pay <laughs> right. for it just buy it because like for us going to David Buster's was like once every 
year and a half <laughs> type thing. So like you would have to, you, no one was keeping cards. It was like, you have to spend that shit now. And it was always shitty things. It was like a keychain or like one of them sticky hands things or like candy. I loved those. And you could never get like the Sonic plush or the whatever thing. And now I don't give a fuck because I, I make money. It's great. I had so much fun. Well, I'm glad you had a lot of fun. I also had fun. Um, if you have access to a Dave & Buster's or any other kind of arcade, um, I would suggest the Halo thing. It was fun. It was fun. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. There's I also a bunch needed of... a moment. I forgot how like much sensory overload are in arcades. Like I was like, whoa. I need a, I need a CBD gummy. <laughs> Being an adult is hard sometimes, too. I think you need to pick one. I need to pick what? Like, it's great. Is it great because you have money, or is it hard because you have sensory overload? I'm allowed to hold two conflicting views mm-hmm. in my head because I'm an adult. True enough. And a complex human being, so I don't have to pick one. Fuck you. Ha! Well, with that, uh, I think <laughs> that was a show. That was a show. I don't know what that was. I'm tired. It's late. It's like I 1 think o'clock in the what's morning. fucked up is that you did this whole thing about me stealing your line, like stepping on your line, and then you kind of just but did I, my whole shit. I did not. You just kind of stole I the whole thing. Steal anything? That was I was responding, and that was my response. So I don't okay. understand. I, just, I mean, you, you know, know I just, I'm rude as fuck. You're ruder. So. I, I cannot wait for you to be like, and I'm, and when you, I'm just gonna interrupt the fuck out of you. Mm-hmm. Just be prepared. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, <laughs> despite Cedric's antics, um, we would love if you would rate, review, tell a gamer friend, tell, tell two gamer friends, multiple gamer friends, uh, and we would love to hear your feedback. If you have thoughts, you have something to add, you want something discussed, etc. Please email us info at gamerfriendspodcast.com or you can find us on social media at gamerfriendspod. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Don't look for us on Tumblr because, but we don't have a Tumblr. So we'll see y'all soon. Indeed. Deuces. Deuces.